Many years ago, before I got interested in yoga and meditation, I was pursuing an acting career in Los Angeles. I was at a stage in my life when I didn't have much money, and even though I was starting to have some success for the first time in my life, I was experiencing the anxiety of an identity crisis. I didn't know who I was. Was I on the right path? Did I have any value? I had felt stress in my life before that, but there was something about that time in my mid-20s when I was starting to feel the pressure of success and living up to the expectations I had set for myself before I turned 30 that caused my stress to escalate from youthful ambition to something more existential. The worst moments were when I almost booked a part in a TV show or movie that would change my life. Just so you know, in TV and film, getting an audition with producers is one of the last stages before you get the part. So, whenever I got a producer audition, even though I really couldn't afford it, I would pay my acting coach, Sean Nelson, for a private session. One time I was going in front of producers for an Aaron Spelling show, which was a big deal back in the 90s. I called Sean. Sitting in his living room at the end of one of the run-throughs, he looked at me in a way that I'd never seen before. It was a fatherly look, like he was going to say something important. He said, You know, you're going to be okay. At first I laughed it off, but then he said, No, I want you to really hear what I'm saying. You realize, if you don't get this job, if you lose your agent, in fact, if you never get any acting job again, you'll be okay. It was a mic drop moment. I don't think I fully understood it at the time, but I did recognize that he was saying something profound. It was the first time in my life that I was struck by the idea that my happiness was not dependent on my success. Of course, it was about more than happiness. It was about my self-worth, contentment, and even my capacity to love and be loved. I think it became such a pivotal moment in my life because he managed to pack so much wisdom into the simple phrase, you'll be okay. The other reason why this was such a powerful moment for me was that growing up, I didn't think that I was going to be okay. When I was young, I often didn't feel like I belonged. In fact, I often felt unwelcome. I grew up in a loving but typical Texas Southern Baptist family in the 1980s. We went to church a lot, and to be clear, I loved going to church. I loved the fellowship, the community, the music, and I loved the celebration of God. But I felt alone, and I was often told that I would be alone. The people saying it didn't know they were talking about me, but they were. Even though I hadn't accepted it yet, I knew I was gay. At the time, I didn't even understand what that word meant. I simply felt other or separate. It took years of studying many religions, philosophy, and eventually immersing myself in the teachings and traditions of yoga and meditation to realize that I wasn't separate. I was just different. I think this was one of the main reasons why I started to pull away from the church. I loved so much about it, but I knew that at least temporarily I was going to have to go somewhere else to find joy and fellowship. I do want to say clearly that this was just my experience with church at the time. There are a lot of churches that make a point of including the LGBTQ plus community, but there are still a lot of churches that don't, and I hope that will continue to change. When I went to Southern Methodist University in Dallas, even though my degrees were in political science and journalism, I took a bunch of courses on religion and philosophy. I had always been drawn to philosophical thought, but my primary motivation was to understand why the God that I loved didn't love me. Thanks to a couple of brilliant professors, I began to see that he did. I was still in the midst of a very painful coming out process. 
Most nights, I kneeled by my bed and prayed that God would change me. But the seeds of being okay had been planted. My first big job out of college was as a flight attendant on an airline that flew to South Africa based in Washington, D.C. I took the job because I wanted to live in New York and try my hand at becoming an actor. I loved the theater and had done some in high school and college. Even though D.C. wasn't New York, it was closer than Texas. Working for the airline and having some distance from home helped me tremendously in being able to live authentically. After the airline shuttered and a brief, miserable stint in New York as an executive assistant, I moved to Los Angeles to give the West Coast a shot. 